0: Congratulations, you are hearing the genesis of Ethereum's Hollywood moment. We still have a couple more years before it hits mainstream. But, you know, as soon as it does, as soon as that movie comes out, I don't
1: think we can say we're early anymore. Bankless Nation, welcome to another episode of State of the Nation. Guys, we got to tell you some really cool news. Ethereum is going to Hollywood. We're getting a Hollywood treatment, David. And we've got Cami Russo, who is producing a movie with the team that produced Ridley Scott movies. Aliens, Gladiator, stuff like this, Blade Runner. And they're now producing a a movie about Ethereum. David, uh, what did we talk about today? Oh, God, we talked about all of the details
0: around how this movie is getting made, who's funding it, because the answer could be you. Uh, Teaser on that later in the show. Uh, And also just where it's going to place Ethereum in global consciousness. This is not a documentary. Uh, There are plenty of documentaries about crypto of varying quality on things like Netflix and and other sources. This is not that. This is something that is a drama. There are actual characters that are going to be cast, actual actors. Uh, This is going to be, uh, I'm pretty, pretty sure many people are familiar with the social network for Facebook this is gonna be like that there's a lot of drama about Ethereum uh, at, at the beginning of its whole uh, genesis of the whole entire thing. Tons of drama. And so this movie is going to be covering that with that dramatized angle. And, you know, a lot of people need an angle like this to really understand crypto. They're not going to go down the rabbit holes. They're going to wait for some movie to come onto Netflix to explain it to them uh, in the best way that they can, which is with stories. Uh, and so we talk about all of these things. We talk about the NFTs that go with this movie and how you, too, can be a direct- Director of this movie as well, if you are so inclined. Uh, Cami Russo, again, chief S at The Defiant, has done a, just a bang-up job uh, getting the story of Ethereum first through her book and now through a movie out into mainstream consciousness. So uh, we have brought her on to talk all about the Ethereum's Hollywood moment.
1: This is crazy, this is crazy. I remember watching the the social network in theaters and hearing about like kind of the Facebook story and, and mm-hmm. seeing all of that go, go mainstream. And I think Ethereum could be slated for an event like that, right? Like people mm-hmm. are actually in the months to come actually going to have to be making casting decisions right. on who plays Charles Hodgkinson, <laughs> okay? <laughs> Who's going to play Vitalik in this movie? The scriptwriters are going to have to decide what are the main themes of the Ethereum story, and who do we cast as the heroes and the villains, and where's the conflict? And God, I can't wait! It's so amazing. I don't think they're going to have any problem finding drama, Ryan. There's going to be a lot of drama. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. So it's going to be great, guys. Anyway, uh, really big. Before we get in, though, want to talk about Opus a little bit. So this is. For the self-sovereign worker, particularly if you're in the US, look, the new freelancer that works for Web3 is probably working for a DAO, maybe many different DAOs, working for ownership, tokens potentially, rather than just pay and working for themselves. But where do they get their healthcare benefits? That is the question. And David, Opolis, I think, has the answer. Tell us a bit about Opolis. What do they do?
0: Yeah. If you are scared about leaving your your comfy salaried job in the world of Tradfire Web 2, but you are compelled by the Web 3 vision, but you have, I don't know, maybe you have the your, your family that you need to insure, or just you like your stable income. Opolis, which is a DAO, is helping people bridge the gap between working in the TradFi world, the normie world, and working in your brand new spiffy job in Web3. Uh, They are making this transition easier for you. They give you your healthcare benefits because it is a collective. They also manage your your payroll. uh, And if you want to, you can get paid in crypto uh, very regularly. And if you are ready to take the Opolis challenge, they will give you 1,000 work tokens, the tokens for Opolis, and 1,000 bank tokens as well. If you sign up with Opolis by May 25th, 2022. There is a link in the show notes to get started. Uh, Bankless.cc slash Opolis, O-P-O-L-I-S capital O at the start. Uh, and that will get you going in the world of Web3.
1: Highly recommended, guys. Go, go check it out if you need these services. Uh, David, got to ask you the question I ask you before every state of the nation. What is the state of the nation today? Ryan, the state of the nation is we are producing. We're going to make <laughs> a movie. And it's
0: actually a we. Uh, if you feel like you have something to contribute to the movie, you have a path forward to do that. There is a part of the show, we, we talk about all these details, tokens that you can mint, NFTs, they're available on OpenSea, but they also give you utility access, like basically a backstage pass, uh, or perhaps uh, you get to watch the movie be filmed, you get to go to the premiere if you get these particular NFTs. Uh, and so... We're all going to make a movie together, Ryan. Uh, if you are a, an NFT owner, so there is uh, a waves waves of minting. The first two has already happened. The third is coming. Uh, again, all of these details are about to be in the show. But we're gonna we're gonna make a movie together, Ryan. And I will have to say, as soon as this movie hits mainstream, as soon as this hit, uh, movie hits like you know premieres in twenty twenty four ish, whenever it does come out. I don't think we get to say that we're early anymore. I think that's the last moment where like you can't really say that we're early. Uh, So guys, like congratulations. You are hearing the genesis of Ethereum's Hollywood moment. We still have a couple more years before it hits mainstream. But, you know, as soon as it does, as soon as that movie comes out, I don't think we can say we're early anymore.
1: Absolutely, especially if this is a smash hit, if it has mm-hmm. a mainstream moment the way The Social Network does, and if the team behind Ridley Scott is putting it together someone from the Ethereum community knows the story, like Cami mm-hmm. Rousseau is putting it together, and we're like the community's funding it. I think we got a real good shot. So it is still early right now, but it won't be when this movie comes out. I uh, I think there might be some alpha opportunity on some of these NFTs. Uh, I have no idea, what, you know, price performance, but like, what's the value of a backstage pass? To uh, an incredible, like Hollywood produced uh, mainstream movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I guess we'll find out in the months to come. So stay tuned for more details on that.
0: Yeah. One last tip of the hat to Cammy before we get into the show. She has done a great job making sure this movie gets produced in a way that aligns with Ethereum ethos, aligns yes. with the ethos of the industry. So thank you, Cammy, for, for helping do that uh, and leading the charge for Ethereum into the mainstream. And so let's go ahead and get right into it. Our conversation with Cami Russo of The Defiant, of The Infinite Machine book, and now The Infinite Machine, the movie, right after we get to some of these fantastic sponsors that make the show possible. All right, Bankless Nation. I am so happy to introduce Cami Russo. You all know her as the chief s of the Defiant, the author of the Infinite Machine book, but now also the executive director to Infinite Machine, the movie. Cami, welcome to Bankless.
2: <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, guys. Very excited.
0: Cami, this is really, really exciting. Is Ethereum about to get its like social network moment? Everyone knows the social network movie that really put a bunch of uh, drama behind the story of Facebook. Uh, is that what's about to happen to Ethereum?
2: I, I really hope so. Like The, the way that it, me and the other uh, producers have been thinking about the movie of The Infinite Machine from the start is that we're trying to um, make it to be the social network of crypto. So the, the first kind of mainstream Hollywood film about crypto. Um, I mean, that would be kind of my ultimate goal and dream. Uh, fingers crossed that it, it happens, but at least we're assembling kind of uh, a, a great team to, to make that a reality.
0: So this uh, is a lot of firsts as far as I know. We've had, there are movies out there on Netflix that are like documentaries of the crypto industry. Uh, there's like the Bitcoin, uh, the gold, the gold. I can't remember the name, but it's one about Bitcoin, Charlie Schramm and Eric Voorhees were in it. But we haven't had a drama yet and we haven't had anything about Ethereum. Uh, And so with the the, the Infinite Machine movie, we're getting both a drama with like, you know, actual actors rather than just a documentary. uh, And then also it's about Ethereum. Uh, And so Ethereum is getting its first like Hollywood moment. Uh, And it's all going to be based on your book. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, that's right. So um, so the Infinite Machine was the first book uh, about Ethereum. And when I wrote it, my main goal with it was to make it very approachable to a mainstream audience. So I made sure to break every kind of complicated concept down so that, you know, anyone could pick it up um, and and just read an entertaining story that was about people uh, and uh, and that was relatable. You know, it's a group of people uh, with uh, a big vision, um, big ideals, kind of following this dream, facing challenges, overcoming these challenges. So beyond kind of the tech and blockchain and all of that, uh, it's a story about the humans uh, behind the tech. Um, so I, I hope that kind of can translate into a, a great, um, a great film and, that's the idea also of, uh, of dramatizing it, you know, making it more approachable to the mainstream um, that, you know, that's something that maybe documentaries have a harder time doing because they're more, you know, they're, they're appealing more to the kind of rational side of, uh, of, of things of, 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 like, of, of a watching experience, uh, but a dramatized uh, film has a, a greater chance of just like appealing to the emotional side of things. Um, and I think, you know, for many of us, that's what's exciting about about crypto, you know, it's not so much kind of the rationality of it and like how exactly blockchains work, but it's more kind of the, um, the ideals of it, like decentralization, openness, permissionlessness. Um, and yeah, hopefully this movie can really capture that.
1: It's 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 the ideals of it, and this comes at a perfect time. I think like crypto in general comes at a, a perfect time, right? To start addressing these these ideal ideals into wider society. Uh, and you mentioned like the the drama of the thing because there are uh, these real people with with these really interesting stories. There's a lot of characters in the Infinite Machine and in the uh, the Ethereum story. Uh, and Cammy, I have your your fantastic book on my bookshelf right behind me. Like, it's great. It's a fantastic book. And I'm curious what that looks like to actually convert this and turn it into a script. Because we've we've just been talking about drama. Like, do you have to inject a little bit of additional drama into the script in order to uh, turn it into something that's ready for for, for the big screen? What does that look like? How much does it deviate from the actual book? And what does the script writing process look like?
2: That's That's a great question, and it's something that I'm kind of dying to find out the answer to myself. Like this is a first for me. Like I've never this is the first book I've written. I've never produced a movie before. Um, I haven't been involved in like <laughs> writing a, like a, a movie script. Um, so So we'll see. like're we're, uh, we're going to be working with the, the team uh, at Scott free and in, in writing the script. Um, they have, a, a writer picked out who will, uh, work on this and, um, yeah, I'm excited to work, uh, with him and, um, and see kind of what his thoughts are because, uh, honestly, like I, I imagine the book will have to be distilled, you know, to just like the the core kind of couple of storylines. Um, I know that uh, from kind of initial conversations with uh, the other producers. Uh, the most important thing is to have like a hero and a villain. Obviously, the hero will be Ooh. Vitalik. Uh, so the villain probably um, Charles Hoskinson, and maybe there's two villains. Maybe it's like Gavin and Charles. I'd imagine. Uh, so. oh, wow. <laughs>
0: I think to answer your question yeah. around, no there will not need to be any new drama injected into
1: I the just movie. there's
2: enough drama yeah There's
1: yeah. enough drama in the story I just uh-huh. I guess I'm wondering if you're going to double down on those things and like a hero and villain for any story like the social network had that right So mm-hmm. um famously You've got Mark Zuckerberg cast right. as the hero in that movie. Right. And ironically, the Winklevoss twins are like part of the, the yes. villain cadre. And mm-hmm. now the Winklevoss twins are like hugely supportive of, of crypto. And they'll mm-hmm. tell you that like um, that the social network wasn't entirely true and all sorts of <laughs> things. But like mm-hmm. uh, that's what made that movie so good. And I, I guess we get to do a similar thing for the treatment of Ethereum story.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's so funny. You're totally right how it's it's um. It's funny how roles changed for uh, for Mark Zuckerberg and the Winklevoss uh, with Bitcoin billionaires. Like that was completely reversed. Like they were yeah. the heroes, and yeah, and Mark Zuckerberg was kind of the villain there. So, um, but yeah, I think we'll we'll see that uh, treatment. Of course, like you know, I came, um, you know, my my approach to this book uh, was very much from a journalistic standpoint just like making sure everything was 100 accurate uh, very well researched Um, I I just made sure that you know everything was kind of airtight and I'll make sure that uh, that the movie uh, follows those same guidelines because you know I, I would hate for this to fall into kind of uh, lean too heavily on like dramatizing and, uh, and and playing on on those tensions that it starts to kind of uh, uh, you know th- the thing is like I'm, I'll make sure that it's it's still accurate even if we we need to kind of lean on those like like more like tension and, and drama.
0: At Bankless, we love to use the metaphor going into the frontier, and that's not just with crypto economics. That's not just with code, but now with you, with you, Cami, you're journeying into the frontier of making movies. And so, while no one, I think, in the crypto industry has really made a movie before, crypto does have. The ability to kind of redo everything without having to take prior knowledge about how this should be done so cami i'm really excited to see uh what movie producer cami can get done with with the movie industry and especially for ethereum and just to kind of tie off the context setting for for the movie when will it start like will it start in like 2014 like how, do you know how the movie starts and like what time frames it will cover
2: no, I, again, like the script, like is just uh, starting to take shape. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, the the book starts like way like I don't know, I don't. It gets back to like Vitalik's childhood. So, mm-hmm. but like the yeah. the action itself starts like around 2012 when Vitalik like is first kind of learning about Bitcoin. Um, I'd love for the movie to get into that uh, context as well. So I think it's just necessary to understand where kind of the idea of Ethereum uh, came from. You know, the fact that Vitalik was like very much into the Bitcoin community and like Bitcoin 2.0. So hopefully kind of that, that'll get uh, portrayed there as well. Kind of Vitalik going on, on this kind of world tour of Bitcoin projects. Um, so if if that kind of gets folded in, then yeah, it should be around kind of 2013 era. Um, but you know, my book does cover a lot of ground. Like it does start in kind of 2012 and it, it really goes to like 2018. I think maybe I I even got a bit of 2019. No, I don't think so. No, 2018 in there, but like definitely was able to get like DeFi into the final chapters, like NFTs. So I don't know, like, I, I really hope to like jam all that stuff in there some, somehow. I don't know how, how that'll work, but I don't know. We'll
0: see. Well, I think if you uh, left a room for a sequel, I think the Ethereum community would, would love all, uh, We'd love it's this true. movie, and then we also want the next one, too, right the after merge. it. Yeah. Go, Ethereum 2, the merge. Too, the merge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so part of the, the, how big this uh, story is is uh, related to the production company, Scott Free Productions. Can you talk about uh, why that uh, production company is such a big deal and, and what other movies they made and how that relationship between you and Scott Free Productions uh, was established?
2: Yeah, so I'm I'm like still a little bit kind of pinching myself uh that this is happening. Um so a little bit of kind of the, the backstory is that um so my my book was published in, in 2020. Um and then uh soon after that I was approached by a couple of um production studios to uh buy the rights of my book to make a movie. Uh, one of them was Versus Entertainment, which is a production company based in Spain. And I decided to go with them because they were the, the most kind of uh, committed to actually making the movie happen. Like my my agent at the time told me a lot of production companies kind of buy the option just to like have the option, but actually, you know, never end up making these, these uh, movies. Um, but Versus was like, Really kind of committed, and they read the the book like I don't know a bunch of times, and they they were like actually like uh, one of the producers um, has a crypto hedge fund, so they're like really into it. Um, and he said, okay, they they're gonna be with them. I'll have the best chance of actually seeing this movie. And um, and Alejandro Miranda of the head of Versus Entertainment, he had this relationship uh, with with Scott Free, and so. Uh, you know, like I said, like, our goal from the start was to make this into a big Hollywood mainstream film. Um, and to do that, we knew we needed a, um, a Hollywood uh, production company, uh, to co-produce the movie with us. So, yeah, that's why he's, you know, in the last few months he was like out in LA just like taking meetings, pitching the movie, um and and yeah, and Scott free kind of loved it. Um I, you know, we were lucky that one of the producers there had read my book, loved it, and she was like she was like the one who um was like pushing for for the project uh, to get done. And and yeah, we, we signed the agreement a couple of weeks ago. And so the, the big deal uh, behind this is that um, Scott Free is the production company of Ridley Scott, and uh, Sir Rid- Ridley Scott, uh, he has this kind of grand title, um, has produced like one like some of the most successful movies out there. Like he um, produced uh, Gladiator. Uh, he pro- produced Blade Runner, uh, Alien, um, I, like recently um, House of Gucci, just like y- you can go down the list and it's like blockbuster after blockbuster. Um, it's it's insane. And it's just like the type of movie, you know, like Blade Runner, you know, kind of like sci-fi, Alien, you know, um, I, I just think it's such a, a good fit uh, for the Infinite Machine. So extremely excited about that.
1: So so Cammy let's talk about uh, the timeline for this. So um like how does how long does it take to make a movie?
2: Extremely long unfortunately. <laughs> We'll have to be very patient. Um, But yeah, it takes about two years. So we'll probably see uh. this. Uh, I know, right? Uh Yeah. Uh, 2024. Um, So yeah, we'll have to be very patient. Uh, I think time, though, flies in crypto. Like so much is happening that, you know, it- it'll be around in no time. We'll, we'll be mm-hmm. like, oh my God. Yeah, it's already, <laughs> you know, streaming. Um Are you but, guys going to yeah. like
1: time this for like the next bull run? The next major <laughs> Like, is that even? It's you know, probably going to be a what? factor. Or somewhere it,
2: yeah i think so well i, I mean i th- i think like it'll just you know happen to to work out maybe like if if this was anything like the the last kind of bear on, on bull market maybe it 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 like all works out um but no i, I like I, I i can't imagine uh just like how things i've seen how things kind of work in hollywood uh land and everything is super kind of bureaucratic and slow and yeah, it's, it's like another kind of uh, timeline uh, than, than crypto. So yeah, I, I can't imagine timing in anything because like they, they all work and move at their own pace.
0: So uh, I, I get that there's a lot left to be done with the actual production of this movie, but would you know, like, when this movie is released, how we would watch it? Is this going to be something that we all, like, go grab our popcorn and go to the movie theater to actually watch this? Or is this coming out on, like, HBO or Netflix? Any details around that?
2: So, like, distribution deals uh, are still kind of being worked out. Okay. Um, but I think the the goal is to have this be uh, out on, like, actual kind of live um like movie theaters mm-hmm. and also have like a streaming uh, partner with it so still tbd on on what that is um this is like not not my kind of area but uh, i understand that Scott free has like its previous kind of agreements with specific uh streaming companies mm-hmm. so yeah i mean ho- hopefully it'll be both like you'll, you'll be able to stream it somewhere and go watch it in the movie theater
0: so part of the very unique aspect of this particular movie, of this particular story, of course, when crypto gets into anything, it starts to change things up. And the way that this movie is getting funded is a little bit different than t- uh, movies previously. So we want to talk about that in a second. And also we put together just a fun little tweet thread about uh, casting. Mm-hmm. If, if we had g- uh, the, the ability to cast the movie, uh, we, Bankless put a little bit of tweet threads together about com- uh, comparing some uh, celebrity doppelgangers with some core Ethereum characters. So we want to show that a little bit. And all that is coming up in the second half of the show right after we get to some of these fantastic sponsors that make the show possible
1: Hey guys, we are back with Cami Rousseau. We are talking all about the Infinite Machine. It's uh, coming to a theater near you. It'll, it'll take a couple years, years, uh, <laughs> <It's> uh, <come. laughs> but when it comes, it's gonna mean big things. I think this is gonna be a major narrative. Maybe this is uh, Ethereum breaking into the mainstream in a way it hasn't previously. And Cammy, we wanted to help you out a little bit because I know you're gonna have a lot of decisions to make with respect to the heroes, the villains, who plays what role. I don't know if you've considered some of the cast of characters and who could play what, but we have put together a little thread uh, on Bankless <laughs> with some propositions of our own. And I think the community is having a lot of fun with this. Uh, this is the first one. So I okay, so first of all, Hudson Jameson, he's a Ethereum, former Ethereum core developer. I don't actually know if he's in the infinite machine, but maybe he makes a cameo in the movie. We don't know. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: why not? <laughs> and our pick for Hudson Jameson was Haley Joel Osment. He's, for he's the kid from Sixth Sense. Amazing. <laughs> it's I can't amazing. believe that's the kid from Sixth Sense, by the way. How he he's get grown so right up. Grown
2: up already. That's <laughs> insane.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have some others, too. This for a. Um, it's so good. Alex Sand. Yeah. Vandesand, yeah. Mm-hmm. Alex Vandesand for a young. Uh, as a young Steve Buscemi. <laughs> Steve uh, I don't know if we're going <laughs> to. Yeah, Buscemi. Sorry, yeah. Uh, I don't know if we're gonna be, right. <laughs> be able to turn him back in time. But w- what other ones we have, David? Uh, yeah, Paul Giam- Giamatti.
0: Uh, gosh, I'm I'm gonna show my characters as not being from Hollywood. But uh, again, <laughs> viewers are viewers on the YouTube will recognize him as one of the co-founders, Taylor Gearing. Uh, we got Nicholas Braun, who I don't know who that actor is, as Tim Bako. But that's just this was, is great. Yeah, uh-huh. mm-hmm. just right on. Yeah, and then Martin Starr as Vlad Zamfir. Vlad was really hard to to find someone for this, but yeah. but the Martin Starr works out very, very well. Uh, and then, uh, of course, we get, if we can go all the way down to Vitalik, uh, perfectly cast as Jason Moma. Uh,
1: I think it's quite appropriate. <laughs> <I> <laughs> the Vitalik it. one's oh going to be the God. hardest to find, Cammie. <laughs> I,
2: I know. I don't
1: envy the, um, you know, the group that's making those decisions. Mm-hmm.
2: People keep saying The the Rock. I agree. <laughs> I think that'd be hilarious. The Rock um, for
0: Vitalik. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> um, somebody, I mean, Tom Brady is another good, good mm. one for Vitalik. Mm-hmm. They're, yeah. they're already kind of like Twitter buddies, so... <laughs>
0: okay Cammy. let's get into how this movie is getting funded uh because there's a cool story about the the bottom-up funding of this whole uh program which is Mm -hmm. actually a way if somebody i don't know is in the web3 world and they really love ethereum and they're perhaps also just have experience in this world they can get involved uh with this these whole nfts can you explain this uh the nft aspect of this movie and, and how it's helped uh fund the the production of this movie
2: yeah. Okay. So the, the NFT aspect is, is pretty key uh, in, in the whole kind of production. So, um, okay. So one of the reasons I, I went with Versus is because they offered me an executive production uh, role. Um, and so that meant that I, you know, was able to have a say in how the movie is made and funded. And so when we were having initial discussions on, you know, like, okay, how, how do we fundraise for this? Um, I thought, you know, like, this is a movie, this is the first movie about Ethereum. It should be funded with the Ethereum community using Ethereum technology. Um, like we, like, what what kind of film would it be if it, if it's just about Ethereum, but like funded in completely kind of. Traditional way, um, so that's why we started thinking about okay, like what would an NFT project um, about the Infinite Machine look like? And um, and yeah, so we decided to uh, create a, an NFT collection uh, for the Infinite Machine um, and use that as a vehicle to fundraise as much of the budget of the film um, as we could. And so, uh, so far we've sold uh, 40% of the collection. Collection is uh, 10,499 NFTs, uh, commemorating the block number for EAP 1559. Um, And, uh, and so we have uh, 60% of the collection still left to sell in uh, a third mint. And the date is uh, TBD, Uh, but uh, soon, hopefully. Um, And and yeah, so far uh, we've raised over a million, uh, about like fifty k in secondary trading volume. But I think like the initial two sales were really about um, rewarding uh, our like core initial community that were kind of like the first to come on board and kind of believe in the project and be excited about the project even before. The the Ridley Scott announcement was made, um, and then like this third mint will be really focused about kind of okay like fundraising um, and going for that yeah, 16 to even like 20 million goal um, is kind of what they're aiming for. Um, so 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 yeah. Um, if if this kind of works out, I really hope we can fund all of it. Uh, with NFTs and the Ethereum community, um, that would definitely be a first, kind of the the first Hollywood film uh, funded with NFTs. Um, And I really do believe the Ethereum community can can make it happen uh, to take Ethereum to the mainstream. Um, Yeah.
1: Cammy, do you think there's any opportunities for like uh, any utility on top of these NFTs as well? Like, so if you buy an NFT, like maybe there's an opportunity for like uh, an advanced showing or like, uh, you know, I'm not asking you to make any promises, but it'd be really cool to meet Jason Moma (laughs) if I had an NFT. That's all I'm saying.
2: (laughs) Well, actually, I love that you asked that because that's exactly the utility these NFTs have. So, um... So the 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 NFTs besides being these these like really beautiful uh, works of art uh, celebrating Ethereum um they do have utility. Uh part of their utility is they they have these kind of easter eggs uh, attached to them uh which will be revealed uh after the third mint. Um and around uh, 60% of NFTs have these uh like Awards. Um, and they include uh, being an extra in the film. Um, so, you know, if, if you get kind of a, an, an NFT with an extra ticket, you can really make a cameo in the Infinite Machine movie. Um, uh, other rewards include uh, having your name appear in the credits, uh, being invited to the movie premiere, um, and visiting uh, one of the shooting locations. Uh, so, you know, I, I really kind of like to call these NFTs like a backstage pass into production because they really kind of give you a chance of being a part of the movie itself, um, and that's kind of one one side of things. And then the other the other um, utility to this is that um, we want uh, these uh, NFT holders to uh, in kind of in the coming months to control a DAO, um, uh, like a, a a movie uh, DAO or like a content creation DAO. Um, So right now uh, around uh, 10% of all sales are going to a community treasury Um, and NFT holders will be able to control this treasury and then decide, you know, what they want to use these funds for. Uh, Hopefully to support other kind of content productions that are helping uh, bring Ethereum build, uh, bring decentralization and you know crypto to the mainstream just like the infinite machine movie is.
0: And so who are some of the artists behind uh, the art of because there's so many different uh, like versions of the Ethereum logo and they're all spliced together who were the artists that uh, created the, the some of these NFTs and, and what's their role in this whole story?
2: Yeah, so um, I love the the kind of the, the story of the artists uh, behind the fitted uh, machine coll- collection. Um, so how how this happened was that when we were thinking about uh, okay, like what this uh, what these NFTs would be, um, I said you know like this is about Ethereum, uh, it should be the Ethereum logo. And I decided to reach out to one of the, um, the, the guys who was involved in creating the original Ethereum logo. And I said, oh, it'd be cool if he was the one to design these NFTs. But it turned out that, um, that yani, uh was uh, leading this kind of Cuban artist community. And so speaking with him, I was like, wait, like, what if instead of you designing the logos, why don't we bring these Cuban artists into the mix and have them design it? And then we just, like, opened it up to just, like, any um, artists from hopefully just, like, mainly emerging countries uh, where NFTs and crypto are really having a life-changing impact. Um, Because I think, you know, like a lot of the, um, the the headlines and the attention in the nft space goes to uh, artists who are already kind of in in um in you know in in main kind of uh, tech hubs you know they're they're in, in in europe or they're in the us and maybe yeah like nfts have uh, Given them like a, a platform and uh, and help them kind of monetize their work. But for someone in in Cuba and Venezuela, like this is like just like life changing money. Um, and speaking with 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 and, and with uh, Gladys, who helped uh, curate these artists, like she's um, the the curator for this collection. She's a, a professor at the University of Havana. Like she's in Cuba um, and. It's just amazing. Speaking with her is just like the how like how huge an impact, um, just like the the NFT uh, space has had on these artists. So um, I wanted to kind of make. Um, give all all these artists a a platform uh, with the infinite machine uh, collection. And so that's, that's uh, what we did. Um, And Gladys helped uh, curate 36 different artists from Cuba, Venezuela, like Bolivia, there's artists from India. Um, And, and they're the ones kind of behind all of these uh, different logos.
0: And this is a, a, just a, a great way to showcase to the world what Ethereum can do, not just with helping produce a movie, but also with the funding and the community effort. So it seems to be this the first major Ethereum Hollywood movie is also built with Ethereum just ethos and vibes. So Cami, ma- thank you for making sure that that is a part of the, the whole story of the production of this thing. And I'm also seeing from the website that uh, the NFTs have a role in uh, this movie, this content creation DAO, I think you were referring to, and the DAO itself is actually an executive producer in the movie. Is that right? And can you go into the details behind that? Is there like a legal structure here or is this just more of a, uh, a social layer commitment where the DAO is a, an executive director to the movie?
2: Uh, I mean, we'll have to uh, potentially have like a legal f- framework uh, behind it at some point. That that isn't in place at the moment. Like the DAO hasn't formally been uh, been created, but it's it's kind of the the intention and, and part of the roadmap. That um, you know, like the the community treasury treasury is already there, so uh, that that'll be kind of that's the seed of this uh, DAO that's being formed. Um, and yeah, like the the um, The plan is to uh, give this DAO uh, an executive producer role in the movie, uh, which means that NFT holders will be represented um, as the movie is made. And so, it's still kind of we still need to define um, how exactly um, you know those decisions are made. Um, I you know we were we were uh, talking about maybe using a structure similar to what Gitcoin does, where um, there are delegates who can maybe represent NFT holders in, in kind of the, the DAO. Um, so that's that's still kind of being, being worked on. But uh, the plan is definitely to give NFT holders a direct say uh, on how the movie gets made.
0: Amazing. Amazing. Cami, just one meta question for for you and that's the Defiant. What, what does this moment represent for the Defiant? Uh, because Defiant is a fantastic news source in, in the world of crypto and DeFi, but now also being very related to the Ethereum's first Hollywood production movie. Uh, how what? does this change what you think the Defiant is and how do you think it'll change the Defiant going forward into the future?
2: Oh, that's a good question. Um, I don't know that this changes the, the Defiant uh, directly. Mm-hmm. Um so so yeah like I am of course like at the, the 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 lead of of both of these projects um but well well kind of I'm yeah at the center of the Infinite Machine movie and collection and kind of uh, leading the the defiant um beyond that like I don't see them influencing each other very much. Like we've we've done things where, um, like in in the past, Mint uh, the Defiant subscribers uh, get kind of special kind of white list spots, or you know we give kind of the Defiant community, um, you know, like perks related to uh, the Infinite Machine movie. So that that's a way to kind of feed into each other's communities, and of course, like uh, at, at the Defiant, we cover very much, very closely what happens uh, with the Infinite Machine uh, movie. Um but you know I think having this um this experience of um of of building a kind of NFT community uh that will become a DAO uh like having these experience with these kind of tokens um it it just like it helps me understand a, a different a different type of community building um and and that'll uh, you know that'll help me kind of with, uh, the Defiant as well, but it, it'll be a more kind of, I think, indirect uh, influence.
1: All right, Cammy, uh, thanks so much for spending some time with us. I've just one last clo- uh, question before we close. So let's fast forward. It's 2024 and the movie is, uh, premiering and, uh, what would be, I guess, sort of a premiere of this movie and impact of this movie, that um, you'd be really excited about. So, like, what's what's sort of a thing metric that you think of in your mind as wow? If we hit this, it would be beyond successful, beyond my wildest dreams. Let's talk about like the ultimate success criteria for the Infinite Machine movie. How big could this go? And uh, what are you what are you looking for?
2: Oh my god, that's that's so tough. Um, I think broadly, like. I, I would really want this to to just be a mainstream film, you know, that, uh, you know, anyone uh, out that people outside of crypto of our kind of usual like bubble uh, is watching and enjoying. So um, obviously, like a, a an incredible dream would be like is uh, some like having the movie win like an award or something, but like more more like every day kind of like like seeing like getting on a plane and like seeing somebody else like watching uh, the infinite machine <laughs> next to me you know just like having it be kind of seeping into just like mainstream um and and hopefully just like having like contributing to people actually uh using uh, this technology you know like if, if people who are watching uh this this movie uh, then like go and 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 Google uh, Ethereum and download their MetaMask, um, you know, create a non custodial wallet. Uh, that would, I think, that that to me would be kind of the ultimate kind of sign of success. So before beyond like uh, making a uh, an entertaining blockbuster uh, film, that would be amazing. Uh, but ultimate success would be influencing people's behavior in uh, checking this out, exploring, and actually starting to use this tech.
1: That would be amazing as well. And Cami, thanks for all your work in putting it into both the book and, and now the movie and bringing Ethereum, the Ethereum story to, to more people. I think those who've spent some time in crypto, like looking at Ethereum, we're all blown away by how incredible uh, the ecosystem is. And even like individuals like Vitalik, like uh, to me he is sort of a once in a generation type of person and not enough people know who he is of course exactly. everyone in crypto yeah. knows who he is but like no one outside of crypto and this is um you know to me anyway one of the defining people um in our in our generation and of our time and i think his story should be propagated far and wide so um I could absolutely succeed, see this being a blockbuster success when it comes out. I know you've got a, a lot of work between now and then to uh, to to go through. So uh, we'd love to have you back on Banklist to give us updates along the way, and particularly after you're done casting. We want to see where that. Ends. Yeah.
2: Awesome, I would love that. <laughs> no, and you know what? I, I think you're you're absolutely right. Like I, I think um, Vitalik should be that Mark Zuckerberg kind of a character, a personality. Everyone should know about him. He's, you know.
0: Minus the evil side.
1: Yeah,
2: Yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like in the like, level of like recognition, you know. Totally. Uh, so, yeah.
1: And we yeah, just started seeing that. Like the Time magazine, hit him on the cover mm-hmm. of Time was like, a, you know, a milestone, Uh, you know, a movie. There's lots of things. So it's it's going to be great. Cami, I mean, yep. thanks for stopping by. We appreciate Thank it.
2: Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me.
1: Of course, uh, Bankless Nation, uh, we will keep you updated along the way as the Infinite Machine movie gets built. And uh, I don't even think I have to say the financial disclosures, but I'll say them anyway. Just out of habit. ETH is risky. Bitcoin is risky. None of this has been financial advice. You could definitely lose what you put in, but we're headed west. This is the frontier. It's not for everyone, but we're glad you're with us on the Bankless journey. Thanks a lot.